Well, here we are talking about coaching. Uh, my name is Yannick. I'm here, as always, with my cherished colleagues, uh, Sivas and Nikki. Hi, guys. Hey. We've got an interesting question to start with. Um, the question was, uh, was asked recently by, by a supervisee how to work with more abstract goals, how to work with Uh, sort of being goals, mindset goals, something that isn't smart or measurable per se, or how could we maybe make it so? And is that even helpful? For example, a client coming in and, and wanting to be more happy or more fulfilled, maybe more calm, you know, um, something that is an experience or, or a feeling of some sort, rather than I want to earn X amount of money by this particular date. You know, so um, I know quite a few coaches out there, especially when we're starting out, we're being taught how to use coaching models that work best when we have a very tangible, measurable, I mean, the smart, specific, um, achievable, realistic, time-bound um, goal. It's easier. It's more clear. So how do we work with goals that are less clear when a client comes in and they they don't really have that clear vision of moving forward? What do you guys do? Hmm. I think I'd almost say those are kind of some of my favorite coaching topics to explore. I think I like that process of working with a cl client to clarify these kind of bigger terms, like, you know, happiness. Um, you know, if you're asking me specifically, um, in a session like that, if a client comes in and says, you know, I'd like something like, more happiness I think the first question for me becomes what does happiness mean to you right like I think um things like that are very subjective and whilst you know most clients will agree and, and ultimately say that what they're really aiming for is more happiness when you start to ask them you know what is it you know that happiness means to you or where does it come from for you that there's usually a bit kind of like oh you know I've never really thought about that um so for me it's about kind of clarifying with a client what happiness means for them And one of the exercises I really like for that is values. I think, you know, starting to ask them, you know, in the past when you've, when has there been a time where you felt, you know, the thing you want to feel again and yeah, exploring broadly at first in order to narrow it down and kind of become clear on places of happiness for them. Yeah. There's this really interesting um, um, decision, right? Whether to, open up a space where we don't know where this is going or are we actively trying to make this more concrete or tangible, mm. right? Because a question around, well, what does it mean to you um, could open up a very broad conversation where we don't really know. We're just kind of holding that space, but there's also a bunch of ad like exercises. For example, we could literally uh, measure happiness, use one of the happiness measures that exist: psychological well-being, satisfaction with life, uh, PERMA, uh, flourishing, You know, self-determination theory. There's a bunch from kind of science that uh, give you a set of questions that where you get some sort of subjective measure. You could say, well, one to ten, how happy are you now? One to ten, how happy do you want to be? So we can make it concrete relatively easily. But is that going to be most helpful in this scenario? Maybe what does that mean to you? And then exploring that. Hmm. Um, could lead to some clarity, but it could also lead to a bunch of other places that could be particularly useful. Hmm. Sivish, what do you think? Yeah, I do, I do a bit of combination of both. So I usually ask um, 
on a scale of one to ten, how come, for example, if someone feels very stressful and they want to become calm, right? You know, on a scale of one to ten, how stressful do you feel right now? And what does that mean for you? Like if someone says it's a four, exploring what that number means. Mm. Sometimes exploring why it's not a three and then exploring maybe what, what does a six look like or if they want to get to a seven. So really exploring like, because the number means something else for every different, for every person, right? And, and I actually recently have been doing a lot of work around being, right? Uh, especially with business clients. And it's really interesting because I can see that the more we work on that, so I, I see it very much like that's like the, the, the vertical axis, right? Working with people on their goals is often like the horizontal axis. Mm. Um, and this is, I, I got this concept from university in America, University of Santa Monica, and they have a degree called spiritual psychology. And they talk about that, that the more, the more we actually work on that, and they call that the soul line, right? For some people that sounds too spiritual. So I just use it as, um, you know, being, who we're being as a human, right? Because we often like, we're so focused on our goals. And what I've realized really in, in my own work, in my personal life, but also the work with clients is that the more actually, the more fulfilled we are, the more happy we are. And then again, positive psychology research shows that, right? The more happy we are actually, the, the more we achieve, the easier it is to achieve things. So it's, it's really great to link up these two things. Mm. But then again, getting creative with it, right? Putting some numbers. And again, the numbers are just made up, right? But what does it mean? What does it mean to be a five? Because for, for one person, it means something very different, right? And also, um, I think it's really, I think it's really interesting to really slow down around this and 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 get to understand like, because sometimes it's 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 a lack of something. It's the right one person can have the beautiful home, the beautiful partner, the kids, and they can still be really unhappy because they're so focused on what they don't have, right? I think that's why a conversation is so important rather than just putting some numbers there. Yeah, and just asking a question like, why, why that? Why covering a little yeah. bit where this goal comes from and what it means to you? And when we listen to that very attentively, we will pick up on so many things that are now all on the table. And sometimes 20, 30, 45 an hour in, you know, something something often clicks that is more concrete, that is either more concrete or there is a significant learning or an insight that in itself is already valuable. <clears throat> and this is, I think, what I love the, the, the discussion about uh, is about in coaching. Like, is this a kind of linear towards a particular smart, tangible outcome process, more the kind of first generation coaching? Or is this uh, how Ranaj Delta called it, a, a lingering in a space where we are being with each other and we're having a conversation and out of that conversation, insight and learning and development grows. And it can be uncomfortable to sit in the not knowing where this is going to go or if this is even helpful right now. Mm. And I think over time we can, I, I certainly developed a trust in the process that this is going to be helpful. I might not know how helpful it is or where it is helpful or even if it's going to be helpful right now, 
but I can trust that the process is going to lead somewhere. Mm-hmm. And if I hold that space, then this person will make progress. But it's more difficult to hold, right? Because mm-hmm. certainty sells much easier if we have something that is very concrete to work towards, then the conversation is arguably much more focused, mm-hmm. right? And we can make progress quicker sometimes. But sometimes when we slow down, we actually make quicker progress because we're not getting distracted by what the presenting issue is. You know, if we don't explore what being calm or happy might mean to you and where that's coming from and why now we might miss some of the really big things that led to this desire to be calmer and happier. Hmm. Yeah. And I think, I think we can, as coaches, you know, we can make it concrete, right? And, and this is again, as an example, in my, in my own work, I often see that when people are not earning enough money, is it, you know, the, the, the coaches I work with that, for example, want to earn more money, right? Often it's it's not the problem is not the know-how around like oh how do I sell more how do I market more right how do I even coach better often it's 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 who their being is getting in the way mm. right because they're you know they're speeding up right they're 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 not really relaxed because they're constantly looking at the next thing and so this is actually a really great question because I I really think that if we actually look at it um this this can be this can make a real difference and it's not just about making more money i think to have a better relationship we're so in in the world that we live in i think we're so focused on external things like what do i need to do to be more happy what do i need to do to be a better parent what do i need to do to have a better relationship make more money right but we shift that on its head and focus on who who we're being we can really create transformational results Hmm. yeah yeah just um my mind's gone back to another exercise that i find really useful in those kinds of opening up or explorative sessions on on those kinds of topics um and one i often do with clients when they come with these kind of questions is the wheel of life um you know i think that's a really great opportunity to look at their overall life picture and you know maybe at the beginning if they have no idea where to start help kind of pinpoint certain areas um of interest and just yeah have have that opportunity again to have a bit of kind of you know where are we now where would we like to go what do these different places mean feel like and look like for you specifically um yeah yeah, so I mean, we could probably talk about this a lot longer, but I I think the main the, the main insight here seems to be that we can make this any goal more concrete and smarter. And I think the ability, the skill to smarten up a goal, to make something more specific, more measurable, you know, more more achievable, more relevant, more time bound, is helpful or can be helpful, you know. <laughs> We, when we do it, we might miss something that's bigger than that, although that usually comes back along the way. Mm-hmm. It certainly gives our work more focus, but sometimes that focus is misplaced and we miss some of the stuff that maybe uh, would be more helpful to focus on. So I think very often, as it is in coaching, it um, there's not necessarily a better way to make progress. You know, because if we introduce more focus in the beginning, it might unleash some of the stuff that we really need to talk about. Maybe if we just hold space 
and we see where this is going, um, maybe that's exactly what we need to do. I think it depends a bit on the client, what the client, who the client is, how they like to think. Uh, if that kind of focus gives them security and certainty to open up and the comfort to know where our anchor point to this conversation is, uh, maybe that's exactly what you need to do. But I think experimenting a little bit this way or that way, I think it, it helps us to develop some intuition on what mm. the right approach is, make it, make it smarter or not. Mm. Yeah, I think it's, also, it's often more the coach than the client that wants a smart goal. Hmm. Right? And I hear this because like, oh, it's harder for me to sell my coaching because it feels intangible, mm-hmm. right? But actually it doesn't need to be because the other person can describe where they are and, and, and the change that they want. And we can actually help them create that. We can help them facilitate that, right? But what I again see, and I think I'm not sure that's behind this question, but speaking to a lot of coaches, it's often more the coach that's more concerned about that than the client. Yeah, because that's what they're being taught in the beginning, because that's how you do yeah. coaching in a simple way. You know? mm. Coaching yeah. very often isn't simple. <laughs> and uh, actually, the more mature a coach gets, the less attached they are to very tangible outcomes because they trust the process. And research has shown that smart goals is actually uh, at best questionable whether that's uh, an effective way of helping somebody grow. I think if it's something simple, then yes, absolutely. Uh, to get a relatively well-defined piece of performance up, grow might be exactly the right way forward. Mm. Grow with a smart goal, right? But if you start, if it's something more complex, something less simple, something bigger than that, which usually people approach coaches for, then I think that exploration in the beginning of sitting with a client and see what emerges from that uh, often is is a lot more helpful. Mm. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I think, you know, a question like that is, that's very open-ended, opens up a broad spectrum for coaching and where to go with it. And I agree with what you, how you kind of summarize it, Yannick. It's about finding the balance uh, between exploration and, yeah, making things more concrete. Um, and, yeah, sorry, I lost my train of thought there, but, yeah. <laughs> cool. We're, we're holding that space. Let's see what emerges. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On that note, uh, maybe let's close this here. And uh, guys, thank you very much for, for listening or uh, watching or wherever you consume this. Um, have a conversation about this. I mean, you know, we, we are always uh, driven by creating more questions. And I know there's different approaches. So if you have something to say, we'd love to hear it. Thank you for being with us today. I appreciate your commitment to learning and growing as a coach. Just a few things before you go. First of all, we're doing this for you, so if there's anything you'd like us to talk about, do send us a question. Secondly, we're not doing this for profit, so we rely on your support to help us reach as many coaches as we can. So if you can send this episode to a friend or tell a fellow coach uh, about what we're doing here, maybe you can subscribe or leave us a review or even support us on Patreon. Um, That would be amazing. And lastly, you can find us across all major platforms. So uh, whether you like to watch or you like to listen or you like to download episodes and listen to it uh, in your car while you're driving through somewhere with no internet, uh, you can do so too. Um, And that's it from us. Thank you and I hope to see you next time.